Hello everyone and welcome to episode 37 of Bardic Quest, the show where a group of British trained actors tell fantastical improvised stories through the medium of Dungeons and Dragons. Now unfortunately, as mentioned last week, we are without Anina this session because she's busy working on her latest acting job, which means that over the next several weeks of episodes we will be without Saga. Um, on another note, if you've been thinking of getting hold of some of our merch, then now is a great time to head on over to bardicquest.com forward slash shop, where you can get 20% off of everything until the 14th of June 2022. We've got t-shirts for men and women, and we even now have bags too. So check out bardicquest.com forward slash shop and order yours today. And lastly, a thank you as always to our friends over at Sirenscape for the amazing atmosphere and music that they provide us and allow us to use as part of this show. Um, so make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com. I'd highly re recommend using them at your gaming table for a little bit of added immersion. Now, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode of Party Quest. <laughs> Last time, Sergei, Johan, and Thoric ventured into the wilderness, dealing with fog and rain and cold, heading in the direction of the old owl well in the hopes of locating the red wizard Harmon Kost. They have travelled now for a day out of town. It's now the night after their first day of travel after uh, encountering a large carving of an owlbear that scared the bejesus out of them um, and uh, also settling down for camp and eating Thoric's wonderful broth that he created for everyone using the herbs and spices that he found uh, along the way. It's now the middle of the night. Johan unfortunately fell, fell asleep on watch and our heroes have been awoken by the screeching sound in the distance. So, we pick up with them now, wide awake and alert, with sounds in the distance. The embers of the fire crackling. What in the name of... What was that? How close does it sound? I don't know. It seemed to come from all around us. DM, how close does it sound? Thoric <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> rolls his eyes at how dramatic Johan's been. So <laughs> Do you want to give me a perception check, please? Uh, 
An eight. Uh, may I do one? You may. We can do a group Coming perception check if you like. Yeah, you can do a group perception. So, uh, Sergey, if you want to roll one as well, and then if the majority of you pass, then... That is a dirty 20. Oh, nice. It's all on you, Sergey. That'll be, uh, yeah, nice and clear 17. Nice, okay. So, the sounds that you're hearing, though very loud, enough to wake you from your sleep, um, you suspect actually are fairly distant. Certainly not on the edge of your camp. Who's proficient in nature? Anyone? Probably okay. Saga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... So, there's certainly no immediate threat, but there's something out in the wilderness that is at least loud enough to wake you up. It sounds quite large, whatever it is. Well, it appears there's something in the mist. And it is indeed still foggy. <sighs> what do we do? Is it, DM, is it in the direction of where we need to go? Yes. Uh, I don't know why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, um... To the east. I mean, as long as it doesn't come anywhere near us while we're sleeping... It could be okay. Did I don't you feel like... Tell for what you had? Did you keep an eye out? I... I... I don't know. I, I I think I fell asleep. What? Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. You mean you, high trained assassin, Johan, very perceptive, fell asleep on watch. I, I swear this fog is magical in some way. It, it 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 it. I've never fallen asleep on watch ever, ever. You know what else is magical? This little bit of mud. <laughs> and I, without thinking, I try and deftly, in roguish fashion, try to throw one back at him. <laughs> Luckily for me, Johan, I like <laughs> Um, Thoric grabs his shield and, like, hooks it into, like, a puddle and just splashes both of them just like will you do oh. back at him <sighs> there is something out there that we do not want to come and investigate us making noise so shut it yes Sergey. I will put you both to bed right now without any more supper okay, uh, tomorrow night tomorrow night yeah, yeah. he's done it I tell Don't apologise to me, apologise to each other. He started it. Johan. I'm sorry, Master Halfling. I'm sorry, Johan. Better. No. As long as that thing doesn't come any closer, should be fine. I can take the next watch. I will, um... 
we'll keep an eye out. It's best we all go to rest, yes? I'm going to try and sleep. Okay, so, Sergey, could you give me a constitution check, please? Ooh. Oh, God. Oh, oh boy. You're joking. <laughs> well, I rolled a two. <laughs> okay, what's oh. your modifier? Plus two. Oh, oh. okay. So, after after uh, mocking Johan for his uh, lack of ability to stay awake, um, you sit and uh, observe, listening in the distance for whatever it was that was making that sound, which does still continue for a while before quietening down and eventually stopping. And you too feel your eyes start to get heavier and heavier. <laughs> silly old Johan, falling asleep all the time on the... I mean, how silly is that? How could you? <laughs> and you drift off into a wondrous, wondrous sleep. Okay, hold fire, hold fire, hold fire, hold fire. So. You're holding the fire! <laughs> you are woken to the sounds of birds tweeting. And uh, it's still a very cold morning, uh, much like yesterday, frost on the ground, a little bit of drizzle, perhaps, and um, still, I'm afraid, plenty of fog. Ooh. It's now morning. Well, what an excellent watch. God, I'm so glad nothing happened. So, none of you have a tent, is that right? Nope. Okay. But you did have a campfire, and you did have bedrolls. So. Did I not get woken up from my watch? No. No, because Sergei fell asleep. So. Great. No beastie alarm clocks to help us this time. Hmm. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. All of us? All of us. Five. <laughs> you are joking. Nope. Holy shit. I changed dice after last session because I was rolling bad. Okay. I think I need to change back. <laughs> 21. 21? How about Six. you? Yeah? Six. You are kidding me. Oh Jesus. Nope. Okay. This isn't this isn't looking good. This is not looking good. Okay. In which case then, I'm afraid to say Johan and Sergey. Oh, hang on. No, you've got advantage on those because of the cooking. You got advantage on those because of the cooking. Oh, 21. Come on, Johan. 17. Oh, Hooray. hallelujah. Okay, great. None of you none of you suffer from a level of exhaustion. I was my I was absolutely panicking then. 
because exhaustion sucks. Okay, great. Good. Thank God for Thoric's broth. Thank God. Thank whatever God that Thoric worships. <laughs> okay. So, you wake up feeling rested, so please do benefit from a long rest on your character sheets. <sighs> Wonderful. So, um, also, um, Thoric, do you want to uh, prepare any change, make any changes to your spells for the day? Hmm. Now Fighting a wizard, you say? Hmm. Errol, you say? I mean, for the record, <laughs> you're still probably about a day and a half, maybe two days travel from... You know what, I think I'm alright with my list so okay. far. I think I'm pretty... Uh... Sorry, one second. Just seeing if there's no any crate or destroyable. Oh. I am going to switch out one spell. Well, that is... I'm intrigued. I think I'm going to do this. But then if I get rid of that, then how am I going to do that? Mm. That's a cantrip. That's always prepared. I'm going to not prepare command. Unprepared command is how I should have said that. <laughs> and I'm going to prepare create or destroy water. Hey. Nice. Is that a first level spell? It's a first level spell. Nice. So if everything else remains the same. Good. Uh, right, yeah. I presume, by the way, um, I meant to ask this earlier, um, but I presume, by the way, last night you guys drank the remainder of your water on that note. Hmm. To, to make sure that you've had your gallon for the day. Hydration is key. So currently, your water skins, in that case, will now be empty. Which means you now have to find, unless, of course, Thorak wants to use some magic to assist, of course, later in the day. You're going to now need to find enough water for you each to, find, to drink another gallon today. Okay? At risk of level of exhaustion. Okay? Cool. Wonderful. All right, so um, I think that's everything for the morning, unless, of course, there's anything that you want to say to each other, any planning that you guys want to do for, before you set off on your journey today. Sergey, you, you didn't wake me up from a watch. Yeah, no, had it covered. Had it covered. You don't need to watch. I was watching so well. Oh, it's good of you, but don't... You know, don't be a hero next time. You need your rest as well. Don't you staying up half the night. God, you must be exhausted. You haven't slept a wink. You are so, so... Uh, tired. You Well... Um, I've got something that might help us in a pinch. I mean, it'd be better to uh, see if we can find a natural source of water again, but uh, if not, I've got us covered. What do you mean? I'm not weeing in any bottles. Probably. No, 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 no. Um, my uh, 
I had a chat with the big lady upstairs, so it was. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've got us covered. Mm. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. The less I know, the better. The lady upstairs. What you don't know can't hurt me. Oh, it will hurt me. Have any of you ever fought a wizard before? Um, can't say I have. Yes. Hmm. Well, keep your guard up then. In particular, red wizards are slippery buggers. Not unless they're up against the bulk. They're wily and tricky and difficult to pin down. They may try and get inside our heads and use trickery. But if we stay strong and united, we will prevail. Hopefully this one doesn't turn invisible and escape our clutches like the last one. It'd be most disadvantaged, disadvantageous if we remain in this fog. Aye. Thoric lights the, the hammer once more. Okay. Uh, to help on our way, pack up and head out on the road. Okay. Uh, so you hold up your hammer, cast light, as you begin packing up all of your gear and preparing for your journey, as you say, on the road. So, you're still, awesome. over the next uh, several hours, you're still going to be travelling through these grassy plains. Um, so, um, that remains in terms of obviously your ability to forage and things like that um otherwise uh shall we establish whether or not you are again sticking to the road cutting across country and of course travel pace please i'm happy to stick to the road and keep a normal pace after the noises last night Mm. really Mm. He's over a new leaf. Mm. <laughs> okay, so you stick into the road and travelling at normal pace. Uh, is there anything that any of you would like to do over the next four hours in particular? We search for water, right? Uh, yeah, Preferably. You... Yeah, you can certainly search for water if you want to. Could you give me a survival check then, please, Sergey? That will be a 15. Wonderful. Okay. You managed to um, find uh, a little brook um, just kind of trickling past. You suspect actually it might uh, link to the one that you saw near the farmland, perhaps, but you're not sure. Um, But again, a little bit of running water for an opportunity for you all to fill up your water skins for at least half of the day. Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course you can. You can drink a load and then fill up your water skins as well, should you want to. Um, that's perfectly fine as well. So for now, uh, half your water's requirements been drunk, which is mm. nice. Okay. Anything else? Anybody else would like to do? Are we still in farmland? You're you're out of farmland. You've been out of farmland now for about half a day. You're now in kind of wild grassland. Hmm. Can I see if there's any, like, fruit-bearing bushes? You certainly can, yeah. Could you give me a survival check, please? Oh, God. Yes. 
That would be a four. A four. Uh, unfortunately, that whilst there are plenty of bushes, you don't see anything that seems to be bearing any fruit, unfortunately. Possibly mm. because of the, the winter weather, making it a little bit more difficult, perhaps, um, oh, yeah. for things to grow. Um, so, unfortunately, nothing nothing comes your way, I'm afraid, in terms of fruits and things. <sighs> curse this weather. And curse this fog. <laughs> okay, anything you'd like to do, Thoric? Um... I think I'm going to be boring and do what I did yesterday and see if I can keep an eye out for some more herbs and things like that. I mean, at least it will give us a tasty meal again. Uh, sure. Do you want to give me a survival check as well? No, and you never know when you're going to find the gem. You never know when you're going to find just that little bit of chicken in the woods. Something like that. Uh, less good today. It's a nine. A nine. Okay. Um, um, unfortunately, much like um, with Johan... Um, this area seems to be a little bit bereft of much in the way of herbs, spices, or even fruits and, and, and vegetation of that sort, at least of the edible sort. Um, so unfortunately you don't find anything. Um, however, as you're all travelling along the road, you do pass um, a tree stump, which stands out to you because it appears as though there is a backpack left on this tree trunk with a few items next to the backpack. It almost looks as though somebody has like neatly laid some things out on this tree stump. Well, this seems peculiar. Maybe someone should. Oh, is this anyone's backpack? Can you give me a perception check, please. Thirteen. Four. Seventeen. You don't hear any response to Thoric's call. Um, Sergey's going to head up and then see what contents have been put out, what we sure. can gather from it. So, on the tree stump, the bag is empty. So the bag looks as though it's been emptied. Um, and on the tree stump you see a small golden looking locket. You see a you see sort of some sort of uh, golden looking religious vestments of some kind and a bottle a glass bottle with some form of of red liquid inside it this feels like a trap does the locket does it have anything in it yes, is it openable yes it has a portrait inside of... Do we recognise the portrait? Uh, no. It is of a dwarf. Um, a dwarven girl. Perhaps teenage. Can I investigate the bottle and do an arcana check on it? Uh, you certainly can, yeah. The red liquid. 
be a another 13. 13. Uh, you definitely recognise this because you've uh, you've had one of these before. This is a potion of healing. Oh. Or then pass it to someone else. Just take it. <laughs> take it. <laughs> Thoric takes it but kind of holds it. It's like, this, this isn't ours. This belongs to someone else. I don't like this. This feels too convenient. Unless someone's been robbed. But if they were, then why would they leave the locket and the potion behind? Are there any tracks in the dirt or anything? <clears throat> any tracks? Yeah, any way, any sign of if anyone's been here recently. Um, yeah, give me a survival check, please. Oh, 17. 17. Um, you do see some uh, tracks, uh, booted feet, um, shall we say, just walking seemingly away from the tree stump, and the tracks go on for, for quite some time. How many? Uh, just one person. They continue along the road? No, they head off into the wilderness. What the, um, the vestments you said, mm. do I recognise them as pertaining to any particular religion? Absolutely you do. The same as yours. The same as your own. This person could be in danger. Interesting. What? Of Berenard Trusilver. Mm-hmm. Oh, but... Are they Feanor? They're a little extravagant, perhaps, but all the markings suggest that, yes, they are famous. I mean, I'm pretty extravagant myself, you know. I definitely don't <laughs> tread tread the Feanor path by the book. So this is... Okay, right. This this belongs to someone who follows the path of Berenard through silver. I take the pack and put the... I look at the locket and... Mm. Does it look like a keepsake, maybe of someone's sweetheart? Yes, very much so. Okay. And I don't recognise the dwarven. You don't. So I put the things back in the pack and say, we need to, need to find who owned this. And uh, I sort of put it with my own pack and uh, just take off after the footprints. He's very curious. He's very like... Why is there another clip? I thought only I was sent out to this place. Why is there another one? Wait, wait. Master... Come, Master Halfling. And you're following... Yeah. You're following... following. Yeah. Okay. So, you venture... So this goes right off into the wilderness now. This does is not following the road. Okay? So you head off... Off-road, and you head... They're kind of heading north. Okay, and um, as you're travelling, they go on for ages. Like you're, it's very much very likely that these could go on for miles and miles and miles. The longer you you trek, the longer <laughs> these these tracks seem to go. Do you want to continue to follow them? Yeah, I, I think I'd probably stop and say, wait, you know. 
The, the wizard is that way. We don't know how long these tracks will lead. We could get lost out here. Look, we can follow the tracks back. We can leave ourselves markings. I'm sorry, like, this is someone of my order, or the order that I'm connected with. I can't just leave it. It's a dwarf as well. I find it very odd that someone has left personal belongings. We don't know that. Locket. It could just be a priest that decided to become a naturist one day. What, How many priests stuff? have you met that decide to become naturists? They've left a locket with a picture of someone that's important to them. There was a healing potion. I mean, you know, who does that? Why have they left their pack? Why have they just gone wandering off into the woods? Has something led them there? Are they in danger? Is this not usual behaviour for priests mm. of your order? What, to go wandering off? No, it's really not. We have to get leave. I don't know if this person is from my city, but if they are, that's doubly a reason. But if they are a follower <laughs> of the... Guardian Mother as well, and they're a dwarf, then they're my kin. And I have a responsibility to make sure they're safety. Okay. Fine. But we can't wander off too far. Okay, so you carry on following these tracks travelling generally in the northern direction. And after about an hour, the tracks are still continuing. And as you follow them, now heading into about your second hour, you come across a rather worn-looking brick-domed house. Just seemingly in the middle of nowhere. Do you think it's empty? So the footprints lead into it they certainly look as though they're heading in that direction um from a while back if it's uh it looks like a house and it looks relatively clear um in dwarvish uh thoric will just shout hello there give me a perception check Fourteen. Fourteen. You don't hear anything call in response. But you can hear just in the... Not in the distance, but, but quietly, kind of on the edge of your hearing ability. You can hear some kind of quite deep snoring coming from within this worn house. They're asleep. Mm. Do we have a um? Uh, do we have any some? Thoric gets uh, something that's like relatively presentable as like a an offering of food from like maybe some of the choicer parts of some of his rations. Maybe like a nice link of sausage or you know maybe a loaf of bread or something like that. Is that? It's not good for him to wake a dwarf with uh, without an offering of food to uh, appease them. Duly noted. And uh, Thoric kind of 
smartly raps on the door. You uh, you hear the snoring stop abruptly. Uh, in Dwarves again, I say, hello there. Um, blessings of the mother upon you this morning. Um, I'm sorry to wake you. You hear shuffling from within. Johan puts his hand on the hilt of his sword. You hear a large thud on the floor. And another large thud on the floor. I don't like this. And bursting through this door, bashing some of the brickwork, you see a large, eight-foot-tall, bear-like creature with feathers and a beak and big, large, round eyes burst through the door and scream in your face. How did it shut the door behind it? <laughs> there are there are kind of holes in the wall nearby. Oh. <laughs> no, now noticeably, a large owl bear shaped hole in the wall. No, 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 no. As in, I, I try. I, what I was trying to say is, it's not a very well kept house, but I think that that kind of missed past you think, by. Oh, hugely. That did pass say, you by. I, I, kept, I kept saying it's a worn house, a worn house. But when warm. you say worn house, I'm like, yeah, yeah someone lives there. It's yeah. worn as in weather worn. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yes, um, so this, we're this, doing this large creature just screams <sighs> in your face, and uh, that is where we should end this episode. Because ah. oh. <laughs> I love a cliffhanger, as you know. Um, so, thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. Of course, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe and leave a rating on your podcatcher of choice if you're listening on podcast. And uh, we will see you for uh, an owlbear-shaped fight next week. <laughs>